to all our listeners around the world logged on to qmzradio.com and janoradio.com of course i have to say good morning to my studio audience courtesy of clubhouse it is wednesday june 29 hashtag wcw woman crush wednesday our uh, woman crush wednesday artist for today is none other than the beautiful sade I want to say thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram Moments with Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And here are the headlines we have. My throat is going off on me today. I don't know what it is with the mornings. <clears throat> Excuse me, but my throat doesn't want to cooperate. I don't know if it's saying. <clears throat> Excuse me, too early, too early. But anyway, um, we're going to hear the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news. Biden announces U.S. military reinforcements across Europe. Finland, Sweden on path to NATO memberships as Turkey drops veto. Nigeria sells marginal oil field licenses for $482 million, ignoring the court. Investors excited by Zimbabwe plan to mint gold to curb inflation. In stories out of North America, U.S. opens criminal probe after 51 people die in Texas truck. Crump to represent Randy Cox, the black man hurt in police van. Court kills Flint water charges against ex-governor and others. Californians to receive inflation relief checks of up to $1,050. Former Florida lawyer receives prison time after scamming elderly woman out of millions. Dallas mother of three fatally shot after allegedly driving into group of security guards. A toddler died after being left in a car. Hours later, his father took his own life, the police say. In business and tech news, Airbnb announces permanent ban on party houses. Nissan recalls about 323,000 SUVs. Hoods can open unexpectedly. Health and Sounds News, Amazon and Rite Aid limiting purchases of emergency contraception. In sports news, Serena Williams loses at Wimbledon in first match in a year. In the Caribbean corner, Scotiabank Barbados among 2022 best workplaces in the Caribbean. Jamaican dollar strengthens on final Monday in June. Jamaica also botanical roots, why you should eat the OTT apple. And a man charged for being shirtless. 
Out of Latin America, fire kills 51 after apparent riot attempt at Columbia Prison. In Believe It or Not Stories, couple receives 25 years in prison for enslaving at least 42 people. California man says Ambien made him sexually assault a young girl during a Delta flight. A Detroit mother facing a slew of charges after blind three-year-old son was found in the freezer. In entertainment news, iHeartMedia and Charlemagne the God will team up for first ever Black Effect Podcast Festival. Martin Lawrence says Martin Reboot is unlikely, but suggests a movie on Shanae's character. We're going to be right back with the details after this music break. Here is more from the beautiful Sade. Thank you. 
Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram Moments with Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. We are going to be uploading some great content very soon. Thank you once again to everyone here with me. Today is a Sade day. She is our hashtag WCW artist. Yeah, beautiful voice, beautiful songs, very calming beautiful soul and now it is time for us to get into the details and we are starting off with international news biden announces u.s military reinforcements across europe and this story comes to us courtesy of al jazeera president joe biden has announced the deployment of united states military reinforcements across europe in an effort to counter russia amid its invasion of ukraine Meeting with NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg in Madrid on Wednesday for the opening of the 13-nation alliance's annual leaders' summit, Biden said, The United States will enhance our force posture in Europe and respond to the changing security environment as well as strengthening our collective security. The president said, The U.S. is establishing a permanent army headquarters in Poland, sending two additional F-35 fighter jet squadrons to the U.K. and adding more defense and other capabilities in Germany and Italy. Biden also said he is adding a rotational brigade in Romania consisting of 5,000 troops and enhancing rotational deployment in Baltic countries. A day earlier, He had announced that the U.S. is boosting its fleet of naval destroyers from four to six in Rota, Spain. Biden said on Wednesday the step up in military backing for U.S. allies comes at a time when Russian President Vladimir Putin has shattered peace in Europe and attacked the very tenets of rule-based order. A day earlier, he had announced that the U.S. is boosting its fleets. Yeah. Biden on Wednesday said the step up in military backing for U.S. allies has is very important it's needed europe needs to see to it that their peace is kept <laughs> sounds like we're getting ready for world war three that's all i'm gonna say it's a little off to me we're sending billions of dollars to ukraine at the drop of a hat or what they say the drop of a dime no brain no you know, brainstorming needed there as soon as um, 
Zelensky opens his mouth, money sent or arms, weaponry is sent over there to the to the Ukraine. But we can't get any help here for what we have issues with. And now you are going to be um, reinforcing across Europe. How does Europe feel about this? Is that what Europe wants? Or is he just putting that out there and they're embracing it? Because <laughs> let me mind my business and drink my water. Yeah. Um, yeah, l- let me just do that. Um, so Finland, Sweden on path to NATO membership as Turkey drops veto. NATO ally Turkey has lifted its veto over Finland and Sweden's bid to join the Western alliance after the three nations agreed to protect each other's security, ending a weeks-long drama that tested allied unity against Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The breakthrough came on Tuesday after four hours of talks just before a NATO summit began in Madrid, averting an embarrassing impasse at the gathering of 30 leaders that aimed to show resolve against Russia. The lifting of the veto means that Helsinki, and I hope I said that right, and Stockholm can proceed with their application to join the military alliance, cementing what is said to be the biggest shift in European security in decades as the Two long neutral Nordic countries seek NATO protection. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg and Turkey's presidency confirmed the accord in separate statements after talks between the NATO chief, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Swedish Prime Minister Magdalena Adersen, and Finnish President Suwali. Stoltenberg said the terms of the deal involved Sweden intensifying work on Turkish extradition requests and amending amending Swedish and Finnish law to toughen their approach to those seen as threats by Ankara. Stoltenberg said Sweden and Finland would lift their restrictions on selling weapons to Turkey. So now it's coming together. It's, It's starting to make sense to me now. The previous story and this story... I see the connection with um, Finland and Sweden on the path to NATO membership because Turkey has dropped the veto. It's only fitting now then that the U.S. will be able to move a little more freely. Yeah. And position itself for whatever need may arise. Okay. Connect the dots, they say. Nigeria sells marginal oil field licenses for $482 million, ignoring the courts. They, Nigeria has raised more than 200 billion naira, the equivalent of 482 million, from the issuance of oil prospecting licenses after it offered 57 fields for bidding. This is according to the petroleum regulator. The Nigerian Upstream Petroleum Regulatory Commission, NUPRC, said on Tuesday that more than two-thirds of the awardees have fully paid for their licenses two years after bids were sought for the oil blocks. It did not say how many licenses were issued. Marginal fields are smaller oil blocks located onshore or in shallow waters and are typically developed by local companies. The licensing 
comes despite a court ruling in May 2022 restraining Abuja from issuing licenses for marginal oil fields in the oil-rich Niger Delta because of a pending suit by community leaders. The NUPRC, which was established last year after Nigeria passed a new petroleum law, said 30 oil fields were awarded between 1999 to 2010 with only 17 producing. The latest round of 57 oil fields began in 2020. Hmm. Um, it didn't, well, you know something, let me go on. Nigeria is Africa's biggest oil producer and exporter, wants to boost production from the fields to bolster state finances and increase local participation in the oil sector, which provides the bulk of the country's foreign exchange. While local companies have become increasingly important to the industry, it remains dominated by international oil majors. There goes my answer. Okay. These oil majors are selling onshore assets to focus on deep water drilling. Nigeria's oil minister said on Friday that after meeting with oil companies, he expects to see improvement in security in the sector to enable Africa's top producer to meet its OPEC production quota by the end of August. You know, when I started reading the story, um, of course, my thought went to, okay, who are these bidders? Who are these people buying the licenses? Are they international prospects under the guise of local businesses? Or are they just outright international? Well, here we go. It's dominated by international oil majors. Now, I understand um, the issue where infrastructure comes into play and being able to finance the implementation of the necessary infrastructure to be able to mine and to refine, etc., etc. I get that. However, this to me sounds like just giving up full control through the licensing. Yes, the money is raised. I get that. But the people who have the licenses are going to be making so much more. My question is, and I do have questions for Nigeria, the leaders who have made this decision, and if this is in place, please let the world know, or at least let the Nigerians know, that the revenue doesn't just stop at the money raised from the licenses. And I hope I'm making sense. I want to know that there is money to be made ongoing right a stream of income it's gonna whether it's off of the taxes a portion of the sales and i would hope it's a large portion of the sales that you would be benefiting from this to me sounds like a sellout again this is what a classified third world countries do we're selling out just sounds that way to me if anyone wants to defer please let me see things from a different perspective but this is what i'm getting Right. So um, I want to know more. I want to know more about the um, intricacies, the details that are not revealed here. What else comes, <clears throat> excuse me, with the issuing of these licenses? That's all I want to know. How is Nigeria and its people going to benefit? 
Rosolo, go right ahead. Oh, moments. I'm so sorry. Good morning, everyone. I did not mean to open my mic. I <laughs> oh, okay. apologize. That's right. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah. All right. So we'll listen out for more on that one. Investors are excited by Zimbabwe plan to mint gold to curb inflation. And this story comes from Al Jazeera out of Harare, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is set to introduce gold coins that will enable investors to store value within the country as inflation spirals out of control and the local currency continues to rapidly devalue against major currencies. The move comes after inflation for June jumped to 191.6% from 132% in May. In a statement on Monday, the Southern African country's central bank chief, John Mangudia, announced the new gold coins will be available through normal banking institutions. The Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe's Monetary Policy Committee, MPC, resolved to introduce gold coins into the market as an instrument that will enable investors to store value. The gold coins will be minted by Fidelity Gold Refineries, a private limited and will be sold to the public through normal banking channels fidelity gold refineries private limited is the sole gold buying entity and refining entity in the country and it is owned by the central bank the central bank's monetary policy committee expressed great concern on the recent rise in inflation which increased by 30.7 percent on a month-on-month basis for June 2022. Authorities are struggling to pull Zimbabwe from the grips of an economic crisis characterized by high inflation, a rapidly devaluing dollar, and 90% unemployment and declining manufacturing output. The country's inflation has been on an upward trend in the past three months as inflation pressures rise, driven by the continued weakening of the dollar, which is trading at 165 on the black market. I, I do have a question. Could this number possibly be right? Only 10% of the population is carrying the weight of the economy? Okay, so of course, you know, I'm going to jump on Google. Because this makes no sense to me. Um, popu- excuse my typing here. Population of Zimbabwe. Let's see, because that sounds a little off to me. Population of Zimbabwe, 2022. As of 2022, June 28, based on Worldometer elaboration, Zimbabwe has an approximate population of 15 million. Okay, where's my calculator? 15 million. So 10% of 15 million is how many people is that? 1.5 million. Am I right? Only 1.5 million people in, in Zimbabwe work. Does that really make sense? It's not adding up. I'm sorry. The number is not adding up. Oh. Huh. Is my math right? 10%, 15 million is 1.5 million. Your yeah. Math, your math is right. <laughs> Yeah, but the math isn't mathing in terms of economics here because how can only 10% of the country be employed and that is what is um, fueling the economy? I think the numbers are off. Um, yeah. You want to hope the numbers are off, right? <laughs> we want to hope the numbers are off, but 
we'll, we'll do a little bit more research. Let's do some more research first. Yeah, we'll yeah, because how is it? It's okay, concerning. It is concerning that 90% of a country's population is unemployed. It is concerning. So how are they eating? How are they surviving? If only one point, yeah, so you're telling me that 90% of the population is in dire straits. No, something is wrong. Well, I think something is wrong. And I think 90% sounds like a very large number, but we see things happening all the time that we, we, we don't believe often, right? Like that can't be possible. They can't be suffering that much. Why is that happening in this particular country? So, I mean, for me, the number sounds very... Skewed. Sorry. Skewed, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, woman. I love when you finish my sentences. Um, <sighs> so I'll just reserve my comments at this point. Finish drinking my cup of tea and do some more research as you continue to read stories because that does not sound right. And if that is the number, then something is very, very wrong. I don't think the numbers are being reported accurately. That, that's my... Um... And could it be, and I'm just thinking here, okay? Could it be the numbers are skewed in an effort to gain international attention to receive grants? Mm. I'm trying not, could be, could be, could okay. be. All right. Mama, just... <laughs> okay, Rosella, go right ahead, Teflon, go ahead. No, I think I think your numbers are correct because I've done some Googling. Uh-huh. I've checked a few articles and it's all reporting the same numbers. So that's a bit that's a bit concerning. It is concerning, Teflon. Fifteen million people in a country and only one point five million are employed. Moments I think Fabian wanted to speak as well. Yeah, I brought I invited him up to Okay. Okay, sorry. okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Go ahead, Fabian. Go right ahead. No, actually, I was just listening. I might have came off uh, my, my accent, oh. <laughs> but I'm, I'm listening for now. Thank you. So okay, much. no problem. And good morning to everybody. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Morning, morning. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm okay, sorry. Um, what, what article are you reading it from? This one is from Al Jazeera. Um, investors excited by Zimbabwe plan to mint gold to curb inflation. And I usually trust Al Jazeera, right? Because they're not... Because I'm looking at... Um, I've looked at BBC. Uh-huh. Um, BBC are reporting the same numbers. Um, wow. At Data... Um, data World Bank reporting the same numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's quite a few quite a few articles um, and all reporting the same numbers. So, yeah, your numbers are correct and I'm not sure <laughs> what's going on there. <laughs> That's a bit concerning still. Yeah, uh, this it, it is disturbing. I mean, for anyone hearing this, how are the people surviving? And I'm sure I mean, there are companies there that are profiting. But I mean, in third world countries, they don't necessarily need a lot to survive on. Because you remember they got farming. Um, they sort of like help each other. It's just like in Jamaica. When you're in Jamaica, you can be unemployed. You can be broke, and you you will eat every day. Um, most of the houses, um, there's there's no there's no mortgage. Most of the houses are usually like paid for, so um, they use like uh, f- um, what, do, what do they call it, country houses, uh, um, no town town houses, and they all live 
they just live very like if you live simple you can you can actually live but mm -hmm. it's not com it's not comfort so right. <sighs> yes yeah, it's, it's a strange one strange numbers wow oh yeah 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 um i'm gonna say this um I'm going to keep my fingers crossed and hope that those numbers are wrong in terms of the unemployment rate because it's just not adding up for me. And that's all I'm going to say on that part. <laughs> um, yeah, I needed to make sense, right? And the, the, the um, World Bank, in seeing these numbers, are they not concerned and wanting to meet with the leaders and say, hey, whoa, what's going on here? What can we do to turn this, adjust our sales and turn the boat in a different direction? Because no country should have 13 million people unemployed. None. So manufacturing is there, but what do they manufacture? That's a good question. What can we capitalize on to make living conditions better? And I realize, I'm glad Afo is not here right now because I know exactly what he would be saying. I can read his speech. I, I looked down at the screen at the very same time you started saying that. Because I can read his speech right now. Rasta, Rasta been telling you for a long time. Long they time don't Rasta care. They don't care. Because if they truly cared, they would have stepped in because these reports are done annually, right? Every year, a report is sent to the World Bank. Every country sends a report to the World Bank of their economic standing, population, um, GDP, everything gets reported. So you're telling me you're sitting around that long, shiny oval table and nobody's concerned with this? That is disconcerting for me. You care about some countries, but you don't care about others. We're quick to bail out some countries, but couldn't care less about others. What do the leaders of the... Yes, okay, they're, they're issuing the gold coins. And I hope that will help. I do hope that will help. But what else? It can't end there more needs to be done so there needs to be a meeting of the minds the bright minds because <laughs> um a lot of the african leaders and their cohorts they send their children abroad right to study they send them to some of the best universities throughout the world um so get those minds together that you've heavily invested in to see how they can improve the country yeah, but these these same individuals when they when they come abroad and and graduate and make money, they get they get um they get tied into the system and they don't always go back. They usually um get stuck in the country. Like I know a lot of people that um have have come over to um to get education, do better for themselves, and they've all they're all stuck here. They've got mortgages, they've got car finances, and they just get caught up in the system. They won't go back. In terms of in terms of um, you, you saying that why can't they bail them out? Um, you have to realize that um, the world of being at war with Zimbabwe because of the the politics they had with um, 
Mugabe. So maybe maybe that's that has something um, to do with it. Yeah, probably yeah. But you know, yesterday Teflon, I spoke about was it yesterday or earlier this week? I I spoke about the need for um, world leaders to let go of certain things. You can't hold on to grievances at the expense of the less fortunate. Yes, it was this week because we were talking about the, the um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, the, the truckload of um, migrants that were found with quite a number of them dead. And we were talking about that people wouldn't have to put themselves through these things um, if we were to let go of this need for power and control because some another country doesn't do things the way you think it should be done. Case in point, we had the Summit of Americas just the other day, and the U.S. did not send invitations to three countries, Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela because they did not agree or they do not agree with how certain things are done as it relates to humanitarian issues. And I'm saying, well, we have a lot of humanitarian issues right here in the U.S. But you cannot make progress if you're not willing to sit down and meet with folks. You can't be so hard-headed. Now, whatever the issue was with that Zimbabwean leader, let it go and think about the vast majority. So you're holding 13 people ransom, and I'm sure the 1.5 that is employed, they're not all making livable wages that I'm sure of. So you're going to hold 13 million um, hostage because of um, vengeance, vendetta, grievance, whatever you want to call it. We really need to rethink how we do things and how we operate. And if we call ourselves leaders, sometimes leaders have to take a step back and do what's right for the greater good. And the greater good in this case is the large number, 90% of people unemployed. Those were, go ahead, go ahead, James. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, I think... You know, I have a friend um, in Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. Well, my wife's best friend, um, that's where she's from, and she's, she's there now. Okay. Um, I think what, what's... Zimbabwe is, is very complicated. You know, it's, it's, been, it's been at least 50 years or, or more. Like, um, because I don't know if you remember this, um, you know, Bob Marley, when Bob Marley did the, the liberation song for Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. <laughs> yeah, African liberate Zimbabwe, yep. and, mm -hmm. and he did the, the the concert. But I think one one of the problem is I think Zimbabwe should not. It's it's never going to be be able to to succeed as a country. So I think they need to they need to to integrate back with whatever um their their neighbors that they 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 were attached to us, um their neighbors before. You know, you know, Africa is just like they they break apart and and form their own country. And Zimbabwe is one of one of those countries. So one of the problems with Zimbabwe is that it's 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 a landlocked country. And those landlocked um countries in Africa, there's no there, there's no um like seaports um available to them where you know if 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 you realize right across the world, like if you don't have like a, a port, 
like your country is pretty much like stranded. Like it's like you have to depend on other your neighbors to, to get certain things. Um, so I think that's one of the problem, and their biggest problem is is corruption. Biggest problem is corruption because the new guy, um, what's his name, the alligator skin guy, what they call him, crocodile something like, he's extremely corrupt. Mm -hmm. And from what I've hear, heard that's going on there now is that there's like extremely rich people and then there are people that just like extremely poor, like living way below the poverty line. Mm -hmm. And and they have to be, they have to, they, they don't even have like proper like water system, electric system. Like they do like a shedding thing, like um, 12 hours on, 12 hours off with electricity in most places. And then the wealthy people, they have like their private solar system and 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 stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's 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 very complicated. But I don't think that they they they're going to survive as a country. They're going to have to integrate back um, to to be able to to because just imagine like it's it's like the country Zimbabwe. It would be like say like like some one of those um, states in in America that's like in the middle. I don't really know geography I'm in America. I'm looking at I'm looking at the map, but go ahead, go ahead. Yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, so it's it's landlocked and, and, and it's 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 you have to depend on your neighbors for for like for, for import, export, stuff like that. So it's 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 very complicated. So let me based on that argument then, um James, it is safe to assume then that okay, so Zimbabwe is surrounded by South Africa, Mozambique, uh, Botswana, Zambia, right? All those countries are around um, Zimbabwe. But in terms of landlocked countries, countries that have no ports, we're looking at Botswana, Zimba um, Zimbabwe, Zambia, uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo. They may have a, yeah, they, yeah, they may have a narrow, very narrow um, access. But let's say they're included. Um, the Central African Republic, uh, Sudan, no, Sudan has ocean access, Chad, Niger, Mali. So what's this one? Burkina, Burkina Faso. So is it safe to say then that all these countries that are landlocked will probably have yield the same um, results in terms of, I'm sorry, but poor financial infrastructure? No, I, I think I think some of those countries, the some of the other landlocked countries, they have, they're like, almost like still colonized, so they get support from their colonizers still. Um, I think, you know, Zimbabwe, like most successful people in Zimbabwe, go to South Africa, um, to to the university and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's their escape and and some go to South Africa to get out of Africa itself. Um, because there, there are quite a few like refugees um, in Canada too from Zimbabwe. Um, yeah, so I think, I, I just think it's, it's, it's sometimes the way how, the way how um, they got independent. It's, it's like almost similar to, similar to Haiti. Like the way how they got independence like if it was aggressive then the colonizers like 
would either not support them or make sure that okay like, like you're going to pay for your sins and like, that's okay, britain you're, you're, and britain is their colonizer yeah so okay. so you you so so depending on the takeover like you know if it was a how aggressive it was then that determined whether or not um they they get support and i i don't know are they a part of um of of the that um what's that the Britain, the Britain thing. What's what's it called? Um, the Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Let, let me Are check you? and see. I can check that out. Not a problem. Go ahead. Continue talking, yeah. James. Yeah, because because sometimes that that's what happened. Like, you know, I think it was was it Maga Robert Mugabe? Like some of those strong leaders, the country get punished way after they 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 leave office, way after they're dead. That you know, like they still punish the country. It's like okay, you embarrass us. We're going to keep punishing you. You know, similar to like, you know, Haiti, Cuba, like, you know, decades of, of, of um, you know, first world countries, colonizers, like cutting them off and saying, no, we're going to make you pay. I okay. think that's what's happening to them also. All right. So based on the question you just asked, I jumped online, the AfricaReport.com. And the question is, will Zimbabwe be readmitted to the Commonwealth? So they were a part of the Commonwealth. They broke away. And they have um, submitted an application which um, was visited. It was reviewed at the heads of um, Commonwealth heads of government meeting that just just took place in Rwanda. So we're going to have to wait and see exactly what happens. So President Robert Mugabe pulled Harare out of the Commonwealth in 2003. And he yeah. pulled out because the Commonwealth in 2002 suspended Zimbabwe, citing gross human rights violations, a, col a collapse of rule of law, and a shrinking democratic space. So there we go. Yeah, because there was, um, remember, there, there was killing a lot of people over land, that a lot of land conflicts and all that nonsense. I think that's what started it all off. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, so that yeah, so that that would explain it. I think there are some some issues with farmers and and lands too, with like, um, blacks like taking out taking back their lands and killing like white people. So a, a bunch of stuff. Wow. So yeah, yeah. If if they're not if they're not a part of the Commonwealth, that would even explain more. Mm -hmm. And and the unemployment rate too. The unemployment rate, I think, would be like similar to how like in Jamaica, like people like it's it's like a failed state. So the unemployment rate, like I wouldn't think, I don't think it would be accurate, right? Because there are people like, it's like the the the, the sector there, pretty much to Jamaica, it, it would be worse than Jamaica because like half of Jamaica now is like an informal sector, and and half of it formal. So like there are people there that are making money, like mechanics, hairdressers, whatever. That's not a part of the system, right? That's unaccounted for. So I think. In, in some sense, Zimbabwe would be like worse than Jamaica in that sense. They're, so they're probably like 80% informal, 20% formal, where there are people going about making their money, but they're not in a tax system. So they're not accounted for in the, the employment rate. Okay, now that makes sense, James. That, Go that, right that ahead. That makes so much sense. Yeah. No, and I, was, I was just agreeing with James. Like He, he hit uh, the nail on the head. Yes. I, was think, I, was, I was thinking the same. I was thinking the same because... 
in those countries, um, if if they're not on the payroll, if they're mechanics and stuff like that, you know, what I mean, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be necessarily be recorded. So yeah, that that makes total sense. I agree with everything he said. Yes. Thank you, James. Thank you for removing the veil from our eyes and bringing clarity because we weren't thinking like that. I, w- I was just here saying something is off, numbers not seeming right, and thinking along a different um, train. But um, yeah, perfect. Thank you so much. And those were our stories on the international scene. We're going to be right back after a little more from our hashtag WCW Artist. It's Woman Crush Wednesday. And our artist for today is Sade or Sade. How, what's the right pronunciation? I say Sade. That I intend to stop living. I won't pretend.
To all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments with Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. We are tempering the mood today with the voice of Sade. Sade. Some people say Sade. I say Sade. Beautiful songs, beautiful soul, beautiful voice. She is our hashtag WCW artist for today. And we'll continue to hear a little bit more from her right after this one. We'll get into stories out of North America. Your love is king. so much today and now it is time for us to get into our stories out of north america u.s opens criminal probe after 51 people die in the texas truck and this story is courtesy of al jazeera authorities in the united states have opened a criminal investigation into the deaths of at least 51 people who had been trapped inside a sweltering tractor trailer found abandoned in the city of san antonio in southern texas The incident was one of the deadliest human trafficking tragedies along the U.S.-Mexico border in recent history. The driver of the truck and two other people tied to the smuggling incident were taken into custody on Tuesday, U.S. Representative Henry Cuellar of Texas told the Associated Press News Agency. The driver, a U.S. citizen, is currently in hospital. The other men, identified as Juan Francisco de Luna Bilbao and Juan Claudia de Luna Mendez, both Mexican citizens, were arrested from the building where the truck was registered to. The men were charged with possessing firearms while residing in the U.S. illegally, according to court documents. The complaints did not make any specific allegations related to the deaths. The deceased included 39 men, and 12 women and were discovered on monday on the outskirts of san antonio where temperatures soared to a high of 103 degrees fahrenheit bodies were found inside the vehicle and strewn over a couple of blocks after 
the trailer's rear door had been opened. U.S. President Joe Biden said in a statement on Tuesday that the incident was horrifying and heartbreaking. Exploiting vulnerable individuals for profit is shameful, he said, vowing to crack down on multi-billion dollar criminal smuggling enterprises that have helped drive a record number of refugee and migrant crossings at the U.S.-Mexico border since he took office in January 2021. At least 27 Mexicans, three Guatemalans, and four Hondurans were believed to be among the dead, according to officials from all three countries. There was no immediate information on the nationality of the other victims. The truck may have been carrying about 100 refugees and migrants, but the exact number still remains unclear. It appeared they had recently crossed the border and were picked up by the truck to be taken to where they would work. This is according to a report that was made to Reuters, citing a Mexican official, a Customs and Border Protection official, and another U.S. official, all of whom requested anonymity to discuss the matter. Authorities were alerted to the truck through an emergency 911 call from a passerby flagged down for help by a migrant who had escaped from the truck. The victims were found sprinkled with a pungent substance, officials said, a practice some smugglers are known to use to mask the scent of human cargo and evade canine detection. San Antonio's police chief, William McManus, on Monday said a person who works in a nearby building heard a cry for help, came out to investigate, found the trailer doors partially opened, and saw a number of bodies inside. The surviving refugees and migrants will likely be released into the U.S. to pursue asylum or other forms of humanitarian relief. Some survivors of human smuggling in the past have been taken into the custody of the U.S. Marshals Service to testify as witnesses. James, yesterday, I hope you're still here, but yesterday you gave an explanation. What's the difference between a refugee and a migrant? Oh, James, James, are you there? Okay, I'm not looking. Okay, but James gave a, 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 an yeah. explanation. Okay, go ahead. I'm glad you're there. Go right ahead. Yeah, are you saying no? What's the difference between a refugee and a migrant? That's... You know, in this situation, they're re they're referring to those who were found in the back of the truck as refugees and migrants. What what was the difference, or what is yeah, the difference? the color the color of your skin. Okay. Yep. Color of your skin. So a refugee is me and you. <laughs> yeah, if you if you if you are from Europe, you're not qualified to be a refugee. But wouldn't refugee be the term to be used for everyone coming across the border? Because technically, the majority are coming because they're trying to escape something, some peril, right? Am I, am I not right? So it's either you're going to refer to everyone as a refugee or refer to everyone as a migrant. And I would say at the border, everyone should be classified as a refugee. For them to go through those extreme um, conditions and take the journey and all of that, risk their lives for freedom in the pursuit of freedom. Yeah, so some moments. That's why I remember, like, you know, over over the months or so, we, we, we talk a lot about um, visible minority, right? Yes. 
And I told it that I hate that word. Hate it. With a passion. Yep. This is the perfect reason. This explains it. Anyone that can be um, classified as visible minority, yeah, they are um, refugees. Mm. Yeah, simple. Visible minority, refugee. Careful of the word that, you know, like that, you know, my, my mother used to say is not what is not what, what they call you, is what you answer to. And I don't answer to visible minority. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, um, James. Thank you for this, Javette. Refugee. Learn to pronounce noun, a person. I'm sorry, let me read that over. Refugee. So that's the pronunciation. Noun. A person who has been forced to leave their country in order to escape war, persecution, or natural disaster. Thank you, Javette. I was just going to read the definition of a migrant. Go right ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. And a migrant is a person who moves from one place to another, especially in order to find work or better living conditions. So I guess the difference between the two is the war. <laughs> Do me a favor, Javed. Read the, read the definition for migrant again for me one more time, please. One more time. A person who moves from one place to another, especially in order to find work or better living conditions. Okay. So you're moving just because you want to find or to have a better life versus being forced because of what's going on in your country. But the difference here is war okay. and persecution and natural disaster. So we coming from the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> we're migrants. <laughs> okay, so we're migrants, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Versus um, where are they fighting now? The people in, uh, Ukraine, where's the place? Ukraine. Ukraine. They would be considered refugees. Okay. Javet, now, based on what you put in the chat as the definition, and I know it's the dictionary definition, for refugee, everybody that shows up at the border, that has shown up at the border so far, wouldn't they be classified a refugee, though? Because when you think they're escaping situations in um, Cuba, Haiti, um, Venezuela, Colombia, Nicaragua, Guatemala, Mexico, Aren't they all trying to escape war, persecution, or natural disaster? Correct. It's like James just said. <laughs> <laughs> I love social studies. And um, <laughs> what was this? International affairs? <laughs> I love it. Hmm. All right. Thank you, Javed, for the um, explanation. Thank you, everyone. I have to ask this question before I read the next story. How many um, black attorneys do we have in this country? One? We only have one civil rights attorney in this country? Come on, folks. We need to do better. <laughs> we can't have just one um, civil rights attorney 
in this country. It's impossible. We have to do better. So Crump, to represent Randy Cox, black man hurt in police van, courtesy of WSVN Miami. Prominent civil rights attorney Ben Crump said Tuesday he will lead the legal fight on behalf of Randy Cox, a black man who was seriously injured in the back of a police van in Connecticut when the driver braked suddenly. Crump also called for a federal civil rights investigation into the treatment of Cox, who is 36 years old, who was being taken on June 19 to a police station in New Haven, Connecticut, for processing on a weapons charge when his head struck the back wall of the van. Crump said police mocked Cox's cries for help and later dragged him by his feet from the van and placed him in a holding cell before he was taken to a hospital. Cox, whose legal first name is Richard, is in intensive care, paralyzed from the chest down, Crump said. At a news conference on Tuesday in front of the New Haven Superior Court, Crump, who has been called Black America's Attorney General for his work on civil rights cases, led a crowd in chants of justice for Randy Cox. His co-counsel, oh, he does have co-counsel, folks. His co-counsel, Jack O'Donnell, said the legal team expects to file a federal lawsuit within 60 days once it has reviewed all the evidence, including more than two hours of video. Some of that, including footage from a camera that recorded the moments when Cox was injured, has been released publicly. Five members of the New Haven Police Department who were involved in the transport have been put on leave while the episode is investigated. New Haven Mayor Justin Ellica and Acting Police Chief Regina Rush-Kittle said they are committed to being transparent with the facts. They have released all videos to the public and have given all evidence to state police who have been called in to conduct an independent investigation, they said. Cox was handcuffed when he was in the back of the New Haven police van, which was not equipped with seatbelts. He flew headfirst into a wall when Officer Oscar Diaz braked hard. He said that was to avoid a collision. Diaz resumed driving to the police department despite Cox calling for help and saying he was injured and could not move, according to the video and officials. A few moments later, or minutes later, Diaz stopped the van to check on Cox, who was lying motionless on the floor. Diaz then called paramedics, but told them to meet him at the station, instead of waiting for them where he was. At the station, officers dragged Cox out of the van by his feet, put him in a wheelchair. Police then booked Cox, took him out of the wheelchair, and dragged him into a cell where he was left on the floor. And all of this is caught on video. Elika said last week that prisoner transport vans not equipped with seat belts have been taken out of service and that the police department is working to install seat belts in them. He said Tuesday that department will be also implementing more training for officers in response to the incident. They don't need the training. They have the training. They're just refusing to put the training into effect. And we said this a couple weeks ago, if they don't weed out the bad characters out of the police force as they come to the surface, weed them out, kick them out, get rid of them because they are like an infestation of rats and roaches that not even Terminix or whatever you can get rid of. Get rid of these people because they are going to run cities broke. 
this is a lawsuit, which if in, in my argument is a slam bam, thank you, ma'am. No need to take this through the courts and deliberate. Settle this quickly. Everything is caught on camera. Not sure why it's going to take 60 days for um, Crump and his team to file. I hope they can get it done quickly. When is When, when are the police officers going to learn? Aren't they tired of, or is it that they are unaware of what's going on out there? Morning, morning. Good morning, naturalist. Um, do you know if Benjamin Crump, if he has ever brought a case to trial and actually deliberate a case and actually uh, won it? Um, they choose him because he's, you know, he's uh, famous in the media. And he's uh, notorious for getting a good settlement. So I guess in that case, he's doing um, the work that he has to do for his um, uh, for his client. But it's amazing that every time police do something wrong, everything was under training. I mean, I do something on my job once or twice. That's it. I'm fired. <laughs> on, on, on to the next one. Why is it that they need this constant, constant training? They're supposed to be professional. I think in most cities, um, you have to have some kind of college education. Uh, so I, I don't get it. Just another um, another BS story that they um, yeah. they need um, training. Yeah, I agree with you. That's the excuse, lack of training. And I don't agree with it, um, Naturalist. They have the training. They went through the training. They know what their responsibility is. They know the, the, the order of operations. They know protocol. They choose to ignore it. It's definitely not a. It's not training. It's definitely not. So my question is: Do do these idiots still um, get to keep their jobs? I know that they, they've. I think they've been suspended, but um, yeah, I just want to know like what, what what's going to happen to them after this? Because yeah. this yeah, can't. Most of them get to keep their jobs <laughs> because they fall back onto um, the, the policies. That's how its policies are written. Um, they go through that motion. Unless it's something very um, detrimental, they keep their jobs and go through what they call remedial training. <laughs> I, I just, I just find it surprising with everything that's happening with the George Floyd's and all, all of that, and these things are still happening. It's like they're not. It's like they don't give a shit. They're just like they don't care, Teflon. They don't yeah. care. You can't, yeah, we can't find it surprising anymore because it's, it's so repetitive and it's normalized now, um, even more than what everyone else sees in the news now. It's just because it's publicized so much more. I can't tell you the countless number of times that uh, incidences like this has happened. And um, they talk about overtaking these vans out of service. That's um, BS. Because <laughs> they, ha they have all those. Every, every few years, vehicles are retrofitted or new vehicles put into play because they have these service contracts with these big companies, Ford, um, Dodge, all that. And that's BS. Yeah. No, it has been normalized. You said the right word. And they know that they're going to be protected. They know that they're going to win. And that's why they keep doing it. And unless we're willing to punish them by whatever means, my thing is get them out the force. And here's the thing, Teflon. While they're suspended, I guarantee you they're getting paid. Full pay, full pay. Yeah, and, and, and that's why and that's why I said yesterday I feel like this is something 
another thing that the Supreme Court is going to um, step in and, and 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 do something to? Because I feel like, you know, it's just like a plan to to get rid of to get rid of black, especially black men, to get them out of the system, and and they have been comfortable paying out these huge sum of money uh, over the years. And I feel like in some cases that some of the family members, you know, get the money and they ball out with it and, and stuff like that, you know, buy a new car, you know, blow the money while their loved one is, is dead. And I think it's going to come to a point where the, the Supreme Court is going to step in and say, look, we're going to protect the country, the states from losing all these money while still getting rid of, you know, these black men off the street. So killing, you know, men innocently or whatever and not not um paying out um the, the loved ones so yeah i it's it, it's a mess but a mess. james we spoke about this on wasn't it on monday the miranda yeah. rights when the, the supreme court was it monday or friday the supreme court ruled last week thursday that suspects may not sue officers who fail to inform them about their right to remain silent for damages right yeah be and so that is the opening of the door that is going to lead to other things as far as the police force is concerned. It's protect the police. Yeah, because it's crazy. Like, if you, if you need to find interaction between police officers and, and, and white Americans, you're not going to find it on the mainstream media. But if you go online, you'll see people post stuff. And you'll see, like, you know, like some of those interactions are aggressive. Like, we are told to put your hands on the steering wheel, like, keep your mouth shut. And when you look at these clips with like white women like cussing out police officers, like <laughs> swearing at them, and 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 up and, in their faces, you know, say, give me your number. I need your number. Like I'm going, you know, like, and we're told like just shut up, say yes sir, yes ma'am, whatever. Like keep your hands on the steering wheel, you know. So it's it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's not training. It is not training because I guarantee you. If I go into one of their trainings, especially for those who are joining the force, it's there. But they're told, do whatever you want to do. Don't worry about it. We'll cover you. CYA. Yeah, they're covered. I could tell you firsthand moments. It's all there. But the only part that you don't agree with is that they don't tell you that. They tell you if you screw up, you're on your own. Because we, we have told you this, and you go ahead and do the opposite, you're on your own. But all this that they're saying that's happening, oh, we're going to retrain and change our policies, it's already there. It's already implemented. Yeah. I can tell you firsthand. I believe you. It makes sense. It's only common sense. Question. What did the same thing happen to Freddie Gray in Baltimore? In the back of the police van, I believe. Yes, yes. Something what? very similar. Um, let me go to Google and see if I can pull it up. Uh, I saw the video this morning. So, while being transported in a police van, Gray sustained injuries and was taken to the R. Adams Cowley Shock Trauma Center. Gray died on April 19, 2015. His death was ascribed to injuries to his spinal cord. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. let me go to this other one. Okay, so on April 12th, oh, I gotta subscribe to read the story. Come on, folks, don't do that to me. Okay, on April 12, 2015, Freddie Carlos Gray Jr. was arrested in the Gilmore Homes housing development in West Baltimore. 
The arrest was done by three officers on bike patrol. Less than an hour later, a medic was called to the Western District Police Station where grade 25 was unconscious and not breathing. On April 19, he died from complications due to a cervical spine injury. Uh, the video, okay, so Baltimore resident Kevin Moore captured some of Gray's arrest on video that was widely shared. The video showed Gray screaming as he was restrained on his belly by a heavy set bike officer, Garrett Miller, and then loaded into a police transport van, his legs dragging. Uh, yeah. So for him, it was also a situation where he can't breathe. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yep. That happened in, yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they don't care, naturalists. They don't care. They are fully aware of the different occurrences. They do not care. And the reason they don't care, Altada, even though they're told you're on your own if anything happens, we know that's BS. Because at the end of the day, they stick together. And how do we know they stick together? Well, at least down here in Miami, you kill one, within 24 hours, they're finding the suspect. All of a sudden, it becomes CSI Miami. Quick. Surprise, they don't find a person an hour. But within 24 hours, they're able to apprehend the suspect if a police officer is, is attacked, gunned down, or killed. All the time. They come together and they cover each other. And that is why they operate. What's, what's their code? You know, we, you say you guys have bro code. What's the code? What's the code you call it? They operate by a code and they cover each other. It's never going to change. I, I can't speak to what the code is, but it, um, the thin blue line. Yeah. Yeah. They rally around to see how to cover each other. I'm sorry. They, you know what? They can sit down with that training manual because it ain't working. Every every once in a while, they do use um, they'll use one person as an example, especially when there's like a big conflict. Yeah. But yeah, but most of the time, they they definitely cover each other. Yeah. So charges against former Governor Rick Snyder and others in the Flint water scandal must be dismissed after the Michigan Supreme Court said Tuesday that a judge had no power to issue indictments under a century old rarely used law it's an astonishing defeat for attorney general donna nessel who took office in 2019 got rid of a special prosecutor and put together a new team to investigate whether crimes were committed when lead contaminated flint's water system in 2014 to 2015. state laws authorize a judge to investigate subpoena witnesses and issue arrest warrants as a one person grand jury the supreme court said but they do not authorize the judge to issue indictments the court said in a 6-0 i'm tired of hearing the number six the court said in a 6-0 opinion written by chief justice bridget mccormack the challenge was filed by lawyers for former health director nick lyon but the decision also applies to snyder and others who were indicted the cases will now return to Genesee County Court for dismissal. This wasn't even a close case. It was a six-zip, said Lyon attorney Chip Chamberlain. It was based on a plain reading of the statute. 
they couldn't do what they tried to do. There was no immediate comment from Snyder's legal team. The Attorney General's office said it was reviewing the opinion. In a money-saving move, Flint managers appointed by Snyder switched the city's water source to the Flint River, while a new pipeline to Lake Huron was under construction. State regulators said the river water did not need to be treated to reduce its corrosive qualities. It was a ruinous decision, sorry, lead from old pipes flowed through the system for 18 months in the majority black city. The Michigan Civil Rights Commission said it was the result of systemic racism, doubting that the water switch and the brush off of complaints would have occurred in a white prosperous community. Snyder, a Republican, was no longer in office in 2021 when he was charged with two misdemeanor counts of willful neglect of duty. Lyon and Michigan's former chief medical executive, Dr. Eden Wells, were charged with involuntary manslaughter for nine deaths related to Legionnaire's disease when Flint's water might have lacked enough chlorine to combat bacteria. Six others were also indicted on various charges. Snyder's longtime fixer, Richard Baird, former senior aide, Jared Agent, former Flint managers, Gerald Ambrose and Darnell Early, former Flint Public Works Chief Howard Croft and Nancy Peeler. Nestle assigned Fadwa Humaud to lead the criminal investigation along with Wayne County Prosecutor Kim Worthy while the Attorney General focused on settling lawsuits against the state. So... That is nice. <laughs> go ahead, Otada. Go right ahead. That is such cockamamie rules. <laughs> you know, they, they have so many laws on the books um, that people are not aware of. And it's because, okay, let me start. They have so many laws on the books. Now, if they want to enforce these laws, they can. But because it's not the norm, they choose not to. Or it's not um, It's not that it's old or anything like that. It's just the way that they want to um, pursue them and how they think that they can win a victory. Now this this reminds me of how can you tell a judge that he does not have the authority to to pursue something that's clearly written and is clearly can still be pursued. It all boils down to like what James said earlier. Mm-hmm. You, you're the color of your skin. Had this been a different community, we would still be prosecuting them to the fullest extent of the law at this moment. <laughs> I mean, there's there's some laws that are still on the books. Um, I should tell a room about, and <laughs> most most of us would be in locked up right now. Put it like that. Listen, what is funny is this out order. For some situations, the laws are outdated and cannot be used, but for other situations, ooh, they're applicable, no matter how old they are. And the pro- uh, and the premise, not the promise, the pr- well, you know, to some degree, the promise, <laughs> the premise on which they were written to fulfill a promise. There we go. Yeah. Was was it the, the water situation? Was it resolved yet or has it been resolved yet or? From my understanding, no. You know, it just you know went away quietly. You know what's going to be interesting? Like to, to observe and to see like if Ukraine is going to get clean water. <laughs> 
um, courtesy of America <laughs> before Flint, Michigan. Like, but that's, James, that's crazy. James, James, didn't you remember the package deal? Part of the package deal was to afford them clean water. Clean water, so yeah. What, what are you talking about? They are going to get clean water at our expense. Let's not forget Puerto Rico got some too. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and, and to think that, to think that it's, it's, it's in America and, and for like celebrities have, having to, to, to take charge to kind of lead this old drive. Yep. Like Stevie Wonder who, who can't even see, <laughs> like it's, it's like headlining and, 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 and making effort for these people to get like clean drinking clean water. water. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's, that's shameful, man. <laughs> <laughs> the America. Welcome to the United States of America. One big ghetto. Sorry. <laughs> Haven't you seen the memes on TikTok? Everybody said, oh, don't want to go to America. It's ghetto over there. I thought it was good, but mm -mm, we'll stay where we are. You fight. You fight. And you win. And the people who have been gravely affected get nothing. Well, they say the state has agreed to pay $600 million as part of a $626 million settlement with Flint residents and property owners who were harmed by lead-tainted water. Most of the money is going to children. Right? Now, that's not enough. And it's the same thing they're doing in the police force. Paying out these, this money... But they're not holding people accountable. So what's going to happen? They're going to move into another district and do the same thing again. And they're going to strategically move into another district where it's not a um, prosperous community, so to speak. That's what they're going to do. They claim that roughly 10,100 lead or steel water lines had been replaced at Flint Homes by last December. They claim. I hope it's true. But what about those who lost their lives, the family members having to deal with that? And the, the, these people who didn't care just get to walk around and drink their Fiji water. Well... If you live in California, you better be asking, where is mine? I am asking, where is mine? Because inflation is happening all across the country. California residents have caught a bit of a break when it comes to the rise in goods and services. 23 million state residents are set to receive inflation relief checks. Governor Gavin Newsom and state lawmakers reached a budget deal on Sunday that will send out checks in the amount of $1,050 to nearly 23 million Californians. The relief checks are part of a $17 billion relief package that will also suspend the state's sales tax on diesel fuel, as well as provide additional aid to give a helping hand to those with rent and utility bills, Newsom and Senate President uh, Pro Tempore Tony G. Atkins and Assembly Speaker Anthony Rudon confirmed rendon rather confirmed in a statement yay for california the agreement comes as california drivers grapple with the highest gas prices in the country which has reached an average price for a gallon of gas in the state six dollars and 32 cents and that is as of monday earlier this year newsom proposed giving out stimulus checks of 400 dollars per vehicle to california residents however there was a cap on two vehicles 
it was other lawmakers that pushed for a plan that would help more for those who had lower incomes. And this is according to CBS News. Single taxpayers who earn less than $75,000 a year and couples who file together and make less than $150,000 a year will receive $350 per taxpayer. Those with dependents will receive an extra $350. So a couple earning a combined $125,000 and has two children will receive a total of $1,050. plus $350 plus $350. There we go. Higher income residents also qualify. Single taxpayers who make over $75,000 but under $125,000 as well as couples who earn between 150000 and 250000 and their dependents will receive $250 or a maximum of $750 per family. And for those who are saying, oh, they don't need it, yes, they do. California is very expensive. Very, very expensive. Those that are single and earn between $125,000 and $250,000 and couples who earn between $250,000 and $500,000 a year would receive $200 each, plus the same amount for dependents for a maximum payment of $600 per family. So can other states do this? Jump on the bandwagon? Because California is setting the tone. We're all feeling it. The, gov the, the federal government isn't doing anything about it. We are left to sink or swim on our own. Uh, nobody cares that rent is doubling. Everything is astronomical. So, uh, hello, can we get some help here in Florida? I need help. Does LeBron James get a check in the mail too? It caps at 500000 After that, you're on your own. He doesn't qualify. So a former lawyer in Florida will have to serve prison time after he reportedly stole millions from an elderly woman. Matthew Roby has been sentenced to five years in prison for scamming the now deceased Helen Kuhn, who was 108 out of millions. Roby, who served as Kuhn's former lawyer, illegally gained power of attorney over Kuhn and stole $3 million from her bank account. She passed away earlier this month, found out about the scam several years back, but became overwhelmed by it, Fox News reports. The Orange County Sheriff's Office said Roby agreed to a plea deal uh, that will land him in prison for five years for exploitation of an elderly person and grand theft of more than $100,000. Roby was arrested back in 2021. He's since been disbarred and is banned from practicing law in Florida. I didn't know they were still doing that. I know it was a rampant thing uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. Dallas mother of three fatally shot after allegedly driving into a group of security guards. A security guard fatally shot a mother of three outside a Dallas strip club after the mother allegedly drove into the guard with her car. A little after 5 a.m. this past Saturday, Shalonda Anderson, 32, was fatally shot by a 26-year-old female security guard outside of the Dallas strip club XTC Cabaret. The incident occurred reportedly after Anderson allegedly drove her car into a group of security guards. According to a friend of Anderson, Anderson and her party were asked to leave the club 
after getting into a disagreement over the amount of change that was owed to Anderson after she paid her bill at the club. Anderson and her friends were later escorted out by security when they were leaving, and Anderson's friends said security pushed them on as they were leaving. I'm having deja vu flashbacks, I'm sorry. Anderson ended up getting the female guard caught under her car. The New York Post reports that the club surveillance cameras also showed a black car driving into several people and hitting at least one person. That's when the guard pulled out her weapon and shot Anderson. Another guard also fired at Anderson but missed. Anderson died after being taken to a nearby hospital. The guard was left with multiple broken bones, which resulted in her having to undergo surgery. However, Anderson's family and friends do not share the same rundown of the incident as the club. In a statement, the club issued its condolences to Anderson's family. We would like to express our deepest condolences to the families involved. Club management has reached out to the family of the individual who died and offered to pay for her funeral. Okay, so the family needs to t give us the rundown because they're only saying that they don't share the same rundown. But regardless, if you are asked to leave, just leave. Go. Just go. You get in your vehicle and then you drive them down? I'm sorry if I was a club owner and that's what you did. I'm not paying, offering to pay for no funeral. You and your family figure it out. Well, you dead, but your family going to figure it out. I'm sorry. I have no sympathy in that case. I'm truly sorry until the family can come forward with a different sequence of events and they can prove it. But any which way, it still doesn't validate or 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 excuse the behavior. You had the option to get in your vehicle and leave the premises, right? No, you drive into the group of security guards. What do you expect them to do? Just lie there and have you run over them? I would retell I'm sorry, I would do the same. I'm, I'm gonna shoot you too. I'm sorry. Marlon, when we were kicked out, we didn't drive down anybody. <laughs> when they escorted our behinds out, we didn't drive down anybody. We left. I mean, we were upset, but we left. You were kicked out of a strip club? Yeah. Isn't that the hardest place to be kicked out of? <laughs> what were you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to get into that. And we almost got, we got kicked out of one in Atlanta, in Buckhead. Uh, <laughs> and then we almost got kicked out of another one down here. <laughs> Yo, Marlon, open your mic. I need to hear from you. Yeah, this sounds like a repetition. <laughs> Listen, the one in Miami, they were doing too much. Too much. It was his birthday. Was it? It was his birthday? Yeah, it was Marlon's birthday. It was one, two, three. Four of us went to the club. And we're having a good time. Okay, sidebar story. Okay, I'm going to make it real quick. We're having a real good time. The problem is we were dancing. Well, <coughs> I was dancing. <laughs> 
But the strippers were right there and they were getting paid. Let me just say, they were getting paid. So it wasn't an issue that we weren't making it rain on them. The issue was I was distracting. <laughs> you know what? Let me keep it moving. Yeah. The one in Atlanta, um, I will argue that one too. Yeah, I will argue that one too. That's a whole nother story though. <laughs> but it's not a pattern, Altad. It's not a pattern. It is not. Let me just <laughs> because we've been to others and I mean everybody knows us and they sit and chat with us and talk with us. But that that chip club is closed down years ago though. But yeah, we don't get problem. We're pretty chill people who just enjoy ourselves. But this particular strip club that we almost got kicked out of in Miami is um the problem is a lot of, I think a lot of celebrities go there, right? And I think they're all up in their head. It fly up in them head, so to speak. They might get too big. You know, they're a little too cocky, so that was that. But I think they closed down. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, trip down memory lane. Let me keep it moving. This next story comes to us courtesy of CNN. Hours after the apparent accidental death of a toddler who had been left in a car, the child's father took his own life, authorities in Virginia said on Tuesday. Chesterfield County Police received a call at 11.30 a.m. Eastern on Tuesday indicating that an 18-month-old boy had been left in an unattended vehicle for several hours, the department said in a statement. Police then received additional information indicating the child's father was at his residence in Midlothian, Virginia, making suicide statements. When they arrived, police found the child's body inside the home and the adult male dead of an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound in the woods behind the residence. The investigation indicates the father accidentally left the child in the vehicle for several hours. When the father discovered the child deceased in the vehicle, he returned home and took the child inside the residence. He then exited the residence and shot himself. Police did not specify the cause of death for the infant, but the high temperature in Midlothian, which is about 20 miles west of Richmond, was around 81 degrees Fahrenheit on Tuesday. On average, 38 children under the age of 15 die from heat stroke each year after being left in a car, according to the National Safety Council. Children's body temperatures rise much more quickly than adults, and they can begin to suffer heat stroke when their temperatures reach 104 degrees. A body temperature of 107 can be fatal. And this is according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Summer, summer, summer. I, he couldn't live with himself. That, that's what it is. He could not live with himself knowing that he is the reason his child is, is dead. He couldn't live with himself. Or could it be that he didn't want to face the consequences? I want to believe that he couldn't live with himself. It's devastating to know that you are the reason your child is dead. So what am I going to live for? What's my reason for living? I can just, I, I can just imagine a thought process. What's my reason for living? I don't deserve to be here if he's in here. So unfortunate. Parents, we can't stress enough. Check your back seats. Just, just turn. Just turn your heads. Go right ahead. 
Yeah, it, it happens. It happens quite a lot because we are, we had a case um, in in Toronto this this week too, like where a, a teacher um, she went to school and left her um, her child in the back of the car and didn't realize until school was over and she came out to to go home and the child was dead. So it happens very often. Wow. And this next segment, in my opinion, Cassidy Hutchinson is the witness America has been waiting for. An opinion by Eli Honig of CNN. In Cassidy Hutchinson, the U.S. the House Select Committee on January 6 has found its most compelling witness to date. Hutchinson, an aide to former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, gave the committee and the American public a historically unrivaled look at a president unhinged, enraged, and apparently willing to cross any line to remain in power. She provided a riveting first-hand look at wrongdoing by an astonishing range of powerful people, up to and including former President Donald Trump. Hutchinson's testimony landed like a bomb. She addressed several of the most pressing questions before the committee, including who knew what and who did what during the crucial moments before and during the January 6th Capitol attack. Hutchinson made clear that Trump did plan to go to the Capitol as the riot was unfolding on January 6th and testified that she was told he had lashed out physically at one point, grabbing for the steering wheel of his armored vehicle and then lunging at a Secret Service agent when he was told he could not go. She testified that White House lawyer Pat, I don't know if it's Cipollone, expressed concern that White House officials would get charged with various federal crimes, including obstruction of justice, obstruction of the electoral count in Congress, and inciting a riot. The president's key legal advisor recognized that his conduct likely could be charged as criminal. As the January 6th attack unfolded, Cipollone warned Meadows that Trump needed to do something or else people would die. Meadows, according to Hutchinson, responded that Trump didn't want to do anything. Later, when Trump learned that the crowd was chanting, Hang Mike Pence! Hutchinson stated Meadows said Trump thought Pence deserved it and that the rioters were not doing anything wrong. Most stunning, stunning of all, Hutchinson testified that shortly before he addressed the Stop the Steal rally on January 6, Trump expressed his displeasure at the size of the crowd. When he was told that the crowd was being scanned for mag, what is it, magnetometers? What is it? Um, what is that out of order? Magnetometers, magnetometers, what are those? Okay, I thought I probably had to step away. Yeah, they were being scanned for weapons and that people were not entering because they did not, um, where am I? I'm, I lost my thought there because I'm so focused on the word mag magnetometers. Can somebody look that up for me? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. M-A-G-N-E-T-O-M-E-T-E-R-S. Okay, whatever that is. But anyway, it's scanning for Thank you so much. Thank you, Sunette. And that people were not entering because they did not want to have their weapons seized. 
She says she overheard Trump respond that the mags should be taken away because the crowd was not there to hurt him and would soon march to the Capitol. Hutchinson won't be an easy target for Trump or others to discredit, despite Trump's immediate effort to distance himself from her on Tuesday. First, she had insider access. As an aide to Meadows, Hutchinson worked in an office just steps away from the Oval Office. Before and during the January 6th Capitol attack, she was inside the White House and observed key first-hand conversations, including Trump, Meadows, and members of Congress and other play powerful players. Hutchinson's testimony was also credible. She did not appear to stretch the truth, and she was careful to distinguish what she knew for sure from what she could not quite detail or recall. Her testimony was corroborated in key respects by testimony of other witnesses. For example, her claim that Trump did intend to go to the Capitol on January 6 was supported by independent testimony from former White House aides Nick Luna and Max Miller and by National Security Council chat logs. Hutchinson has no apparent mixed motives. She does not have immediate plans to run for office or to become a fixture on the speaker's circuit, so she does not need anyone's endorsement or approval. Her self-interest now is best served by testifying truthfully, getting it over with and moving on with her life. And Hutchinson is not as vulnerable to attacks claiming she is an anti-Trump political partisan. If anything, she has a strong Republican and conservative resume. She previously interned for Senator Ted Cruz of Texas and House Minority Whip Steve Scalis of Louisiana before joining the Trump White House. The committee has thus far told a remarkable story of the events leading up to January 6th and on that fateful day, unchecked, it should be noted, by any meaningful cross-examination or other presentation in defense of Trump. Of all the witnesses we've heard from so far, none have painted a more damning and believable picture than Hutchinson just did. Did anyone watch the um, events yesterday? I didn't. I didn't. So I'm depending solely on the reports of the different media outlets to break it down and put it in a snapshot as this one has done this um, opinionist has done. How many people died from the riot? Was it one or two? The officer died. Uh, how many people died from the riot? It's, it's quite a few people. Two. 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 On, on, it, on and off the officer and the lady that was uh, the, the, the Trump supporter that got shot and then uh, the officer. That's the only two. Only two, Dre. All right. So based but, on that, hold on a second, Jim. So based on that, Dre, would you agree that he he's also responsible and should be held accountable for those deaths? Well, he he, he incited the whole thing. So um, yes. Okay. All right. Thank you, James. Go ahead. Um. Thank you, Dre. Go ahead, James. Yeah, and I think you have to remember too that that there's um I think there are like two officers that committed suicide the week after. Ah. Okay. So that and and they're they're trying to 
because when that came out, they were aggressively trying to um, distance themselves or or try to, to say that, okay, the, these officers committing suicide had nothing to do with the, the insurrection. Mm -hmm. They're trying to kind of, you know, distance themselves or plant a wedge between it, saying that it has completely nothing to do with it. So, you know, that, that has to be accounted in it too. Oh, boy. Yeah. And from the chat, I'm going to read some comments. Not calling any names. I watched it. It's like a movie. I hope no harm reaches Cassidy. My thoughts exactly, T. I have to agree with you. And T also agrees he's 100% responsible. And then D says, poor lady. She's going to mysteriously die from cancer. I hope she's protected. And no harm comes to her. She needs, I'll be happy, to have taxpayers' dollars protect her. Not the judges. Her. She needs to be protected by all means. Give her 24-hour security. I'm okay footing that bill. We need the truth. Go right ahead. Yeah, you know what's interesting with this thing? Like, Donald Trump did so bad. It's almost like he light the, the Republican Party on fire. But still, Democrats are, are, have, are doing such a poor job. They can't even hold on. Like, in any other country, it would be like, look at what happened with um, with with uh, Barbados, with, um, the, the, you know, our Prime Minister for the Caribbean, like how she... Mia. Yeah, Mia Motley. Like how her predecessor did so bad that she came in and she pretty much, I think it was only one seat, one seat, the opposition one. Look at what happened with the... With the in Jamaica, where JLP just blow them out of the waters like PMP don't exist anymore. To, to think that um, Republicans could have done such a poor um, job in, in the last presidency and Democrats are just holding on by a, by a, a thread. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, you, you would think that, you think that Democrats would, would control everything and, and would have so much power that they're able to do whatever they please now, because Donald Trump pretty much light the, 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 the Republicans on fire and burned on the party. <laughs> but they're, they're struggling. So they it are. says something about, I don't know, like people, people, a lot of people are blaming Obama, saying that he didn't do a good job in terms of having people come up behind him that, that, that were ready to, to take over. But I, I don't know, like it's, because they're going to lose the election, even though, like, they, 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 they should be in power at least three terms, the way how Donald Trump burned down that party. <laughs> but keep in mind, James, you have to always remember, in the U.S. and even in the U.K., you have one half of the country that is fueled by racism. Always remember that. So the dynamics here is, 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 is totally different. I, I don't know in Canada, but here in the U.S. and here in the U.K., you have one half of the country that, that's what fueled them, and the Republican Party tap into that. So, the Democrat is gonna struggle. It's gonna be a struggle each time for both party. Yeah, but but Democrat Democrats has done zero. It's not like Democrats have a, a, a track record in terms of um, improving race relations in in America. They, they they have a very poor track record. They talk a bunch of stuff, you know, like like with with um, Joe Biden putting up like, you know, the first woman. Um, Thing to, 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 
to make it seem like okay this solves race issues in america that's all that's what they always do like put like a big band-aid over the problem but the problem is still there like because race relations in america did not improve with obama did not improve with joe biden no like the, the only thing you can say about the obama presidency is that it motivate young american black american that okay i can you know you know reach to the heights so it, it would have the same effect like you, you know like what like say like a bill cosby on tv motivated another lot of generation of of actors like a Sidney Portier, like they look at this person and say, like, if Sidney Portier can do it, if Bill Cosby can do it, if um, the, um, Obama can do it, I can do it. But in terms of the everyday living in America for like, you know, African Americans, whether Democrats, Republicans, it's like the same, same thing. You know, same, same movie, different actors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And it is time for us to take another quick break. When we return, it's business and tech news, along with health and science news. Here's a little bit more from our hashtag WCW Artist Sade.
you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow World News on the Go every Monday through Friday starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram Moments with Me Media and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. We're listening to the sounds of Shade. She's our hashtag WCW Woman Crush Wednesday artist for today. It's about faith. I'm listening to her music. I have never watched her live in concert. Not sure if anyone here has. If you have, I low-key hate on you. <laughs> but my dream is to one day watch her. I hope she does another um, tour. I hope she does another live performance. But this is how I envision her because she brings a bohemian vibe. And I'm a free spirit at heart, you know, really don't care, toes in the sand kind of person. Um, I envision a stage set in water, probably like, a, you know, some you know those communities that have the little lakes in the middle and a stage set there with water all around her. That's how I envision it. Or if not that, on a beach. Yeah, that, that's the mood she puts me in. Very calming, very soothing. the youtube concerts javed i want live where i want to be up front and centered that's that's what i want and now it's time for business and tech news airbnb announces a permanent ban on party houses worldwide yep so that's following a temporary restriction on the company, but, well, that the company had set in place about two years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And yes, I am correct. So no more renting out an Airbnb to have a party, folks. That is out the window. The company is permanently banning disruptive parties and events, which will include open invite gatherings, party houses, which allow guests to book housing to throw a large event for just one night will stay banned. Airbnb and other short-term rental platforms have grappled with party houses and large events. In 2019, five people were killed in a shooting at one of the company's bookings, which promoted a ban on party houses and safety measures. In 2020, the company made the ban global, according to CNBC News. Since the policy went into effect in August 2020, Airbnb has seen a 44% year-over-year drop in the rate of party reports. The temporary ban has proved effective. And today, we are officially codifying the ban as our policy, the company has said. However, 
Parties can't always be stopped. Guests sometimes check into remote properties themselves while the owner is not there and can invite as many people over as they want. Airbnb said guests who attempt to violate its rules will face consequences which vary from account suspension to full removal from the company. In 2021, more than 6,600 guests were suspended from Airbnb for violating its party ban. Question though, couldn't they have a select group of properties? What if there are people who want to make their properties available for parties, but these parties must be specific to certain terms and conditions, right? Must be um, decent social gatherings. What if? What if it's just for a brunch? What if, what if the gatherings? Fair space. Huh? Go right ahead. Fair space. Say that again, Dre. Pair space. Pair space. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They have spare space for that. Um, I think it's the liability that Airbnb. You can't control them. You know, they book, they book, they book the house for one thing, and then, you know, it turned out to be a next next thing, and then when someone die at the house, you know, it's not only Airbnb problem, but the entire community and neighborhood and the people that own the house, and it's it's just too much headache. Right, but for that reason, though, okay, so you put in terms and conditions, you put in certain um, measures, right? My thing, and I'm thinking as a business person, would be to provide some type of security to see to it that my requirements are upheld. That's what I'm thinking versus just totally putting a block because what if I do have a space that I designed specifically for that? to cater to gatherings. You know what I mean? Then Airbnb is not the place to put it. <laughs> hey, you could I'm still sorry. do it, but yeah, Airbnb. Airbnb is for, it's not that. It's a place for people to rest and sleep. And, you know, yeah, do family get-togethers and stuff, sure. But a party, get an event space. Yeah. Don't tear up somebody's house. That's you the can't control. You can't control your guests. You cannot control everything people do. I think that's good move on Airbnb. It doesn't like it doesn't limit someone saying, "Okay, I'm gonna get together, have a girls' brunch." That that's not a party, right? That's a you expect when you hear brunch and ladies. Well, maybe I'm going to the wrong brunches, but they're pretty <laughs> calm. And you're having meals and you drink. You drink some. You drink in the muscles till you're till you're like you can't cross eye. But it's not tearing up and dancing on top of couches and and stuff. That's what people destroying people's furniture. Yeah, that's not cool. It's not cool, Sonette. I agree with you. Totally not cool. But then. You have also seen where some people get go to brunches and get a little carried away. But let me ask a question. What is it about us, not us per se here, but people in general? Why is it that we can't respect other people's property? And I noticed that. And it came to the forefront of my mind a couple of weeks ago as I was watching a TikTok video when somebody said, you can tell the difference between a renter and a homeowner when you drive through some neighborhoods. A renter doesn't really care what the yard looks like. A homeowner, on the other hand, sees to it that the lawn is manicured. There, as If there's any trash that falls, let's say when the garbage um, truck comes and something gets blown away, they're quick to pick it up. You know, they're more concerned about their parents. And when I think about it, to some degree, they're right. 
renters will wreck your property but owners take care of their property go right ahead i'm not sure who opened their mic okay go ahead i I don't don't, know I don't want to say that's a fact because I don't want to put that on all renters because I rented my first home here and I was able to get my full three months back with a child, with a child. So I don't even think it's that. I think it's how a person is raised. If you are raised to respect yourself and respect other people's properties, then you would take care of it. It don't matter where you're at. I yield my mic. The problem is, is that we can be accountable for our own behavior, but we can't be accountable for others. That's the problem. And, you know, yeah, one, two people having a gathering respectfully is okay. But when it becomes a party, like someone said previously, like sometimes you can't control your guests. And I'm sure the people who, you know, had the incident at their party, they didn't plan for that. But it happens. So I think it's just a risk factor and you know all about liabilities and probably insurance purposes and you know there's probably a lot of stuff like to do with that in you know in those kind of terms to do with why they've taken such a serious stance you know what i mean yeah but i just wanted to know is that is that globally or is that just in the u.s no it's global it is global it's a worldwide ban sir me said troops party still have one Moments. Some of these are in private neighborhoods, so it's not just a particular property that they're destroying. They're also throwing things in other people's um, yard. You know, it's spilling over to other people's property. Because in our neighborhood, because I'm so close to D.C., you know, we're ideal, you know, nook. Because if you don't live where I live at, you don't know it exists because there's a main road that go from Washington DC from Virginia all the way to the other end. So when they throw these parties, people are throwing things in your yard. You know, oh. they offense. It's it's not not only they destroying the people property that they inside their homes, but they peeing in your bushes, they're throwing things, they're dumping cigarettes. It's it's a lot more in the neighborhoods where they have these homes. It's it's really destructive. You know, it is unfortunate that people are going to lose money. No, you cannot control the people you went because you're not there. Right. You know, as a host, you know, there's always them, there's always five people that have no business being in your house. There's always the five people that are coming to fight for that sole purpose is to create chaos. Yeah. And that's just what it is. Well, what they say, the good always has to suffer for the bad, right? Um, that's unfortunate. Or yeah. every time. Yeah, because people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go right ahead. No, I was gonna say, and you know what? Um, the, the doc is 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 right because, um, it's true. Usually, when they're looking for these parties, I've noticed that in England as well. Like when they when they're you trying to get these properties for parties, it's usually in those remote places. It's not like in the city center. They they probably they, they usually want them kind of remote locations and then when they do the party now them say a secret location and you get the address when you you know what i mean yeah with, at the party and all kind of, yeah there was a big incident um i don't know if you know there was a there's a rapper from the uk called dutch Avelli. he's um you know that 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 rapper the female rapper steph london yes uh-huh. yeah her brother 
he had a video shoot about two years ago now and his manager who was a you know quite notorious villain um kind of you know met his you know his demise at, uh, um you know he came out of a came out they had a pool party he was like a you know big yard out in the when we call country can't believe in that london town so it's just outside of london and it was in country and yeah the, party i go on nice pool party everybody and i think they had a little video shoot and yeah by the end of the night his manager had stepped out of the party and ended up getting shot so i don't know if that's the incident they're talking about i don't know you know what i mean but i know and i'm sure that yard was an airbnb yard so i yeah so yeah um the doc is right man wow wow Wow, wow, wow. What did I say? I just came across something that stunned me, but I'll, I'll bring it up in the next story when I get to the health section. But yeah, so, you know, um, we need to be take care of people's property like our own because people invest heavily in properties, right? Um, real estate is not going anywhere. Yes, the market may go up and down, but real estate is a fixture. From I look at it as guaranteed return on your money, okay? Um, you got to be careful how you take care of other people's properties and think about the repercussions, the snowball effect, domino effect, however you want to term it. You know, think about that. Don't just, and, and that's the problem. And I said this earlier, or was it yesterday on the Rosola show? We are selfish. We only think about our selfish desires and nothing and no one else. And that is why we behave badly with no regard. We don't care what it's going to cost. The, the homeowner or the property owner to um, repair or fix things. We don't care. And it's a, it, it's a mindset that I just don't understand with us as human beings, right? Um, go right ahead. Yeah, yeah because um, they didn't, they didn't pay, they didn't pay to, um, they didn't pay for the property. That's why, that's why there's no, um, um, they don't take care of the property. Cause I've, I've got two properties that I rent out and, in my experience, like I'd say, ninety percent of the tenants I've had in, in the last ten years, um, they 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 don't look after the place. Like they treat the place like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, home homeowners obviously because they've worked hard to restore the house, and you know, obviously the house is not cheap, so they they um, they're always going to look after it. But yeah, I wouldn't say they're all renters, but. Definitely, most most renters don't really care. They just <laughs> yeah. like, especially if you don't check up on your property. Because uh, um, when I first started renting out, um, I never used to check my property. I used to just leave them to it because I used to do, like long term long term rentals, and um, I used to just leave them to it. Oh, you gotta check your property. You but have now, to. Um, I, do, I, I do check up. On, I, I check up on my property every every couple of months. I make sure I'm there. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. What so from my experience, um, putting my business out there a little bit. So with my dad, um, and his father, real estate was a thing. Um, they would check up on their properties, even if they don't go there physically once a month. You're getting a a, a well check call, wellness check call, so to speak. Is everything okay? Everything looking good? You do drive bys. You want to make sure everything looks good, and then you would also. Build a relationship where you encourage them. If something needs to be fixed, call us right away. Don't delay. Don't hesitate. Get to it. 
And here's the other thing too for landlords. If you have a good tenant, take care of that good tenant because they're hard to come by. If you have a tenant that will fix something because we've had those, they will fix something and not say something to you. And not until you say, hey, everything okay, and then they'll bring it up. And you're like, okay, how much I owe you? Take care of your tenants, folks. Treat them with respect if you have those good tenants. They will take care of your property for you like it's their own. They're out there, few and far between, but they're there. Very rare. <laughs> they're there. Yeah. You know, I remember one property that um, we had on the North Coast. The tenant was there. She, I think, because all her children grew up there at least, if I'm not mistaken, between 20 to 30 years, at least 20 to 30 years. And she's also a tenant of ours on the commercial side as well. You can't ask for better. Can't. But you have to show up for your business every day. Teflon, every day, every day. But okay. <laughs> So Nissan is recalling nearly 323,000 Pathfinder SUVs in the U.S. because the hoods can expectedly fly open and block the driver's view. The recall covers Pathfinders from 2013 to 2016 model years. The automaker is saying documents posted on Tuesday by U.S. safety regulators that dust and dirt can accumulate on the secondary hood latch. That can cause it to malfunction and stay unlatched even when the hood is closed. The hood could fly open if the main latch is inadvertently released or not closed properly after engine service. Nissan is working on a remedy. Owners are expected to be notified by letter starting July 18. They'll be notified again once a repair is developed. You don't want to know what's going through my head as I was reading the story. But anyway, let me keep it moving. In health and science news, and before I read this one, this, I, this just popped up on my screen, right? Y'all familiar with Kimberly Elise, the um, young lady who's... Lady, yes, yes, yes. Yes, from Diary of a Mad Black Woman, for those who don't know. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Ah, you saw the post. Um... <laughs> so Kimberly Elise, she is a black actress here in the U.S., she said, millions of babies will be saved from death by abortion due to the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Hallelujah. Hashtag all glory be to God. <sighs> yep. Must be nice. Must be nice to be able to adopt millions of children in your home. Must be nice. <laughs> I'm done speaking. So <laughs> somebody said in the comments, so you still mad Charles caused you three miscarriages? You remember that scene, right? Where Because Charles had the side chick who had a child, although the, the side chick left him when he had the accident. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think these women, sorry, moment. I don't think these women are really connected either they choose not to connect to the real intention behind that or they're not connected with the day-to-day -day women you know they move so far you know money or social economy that they forget what it's like for young people 
from young girls and all this other trauma that's going on with abortion. You know, I'm with Sonnet. She better up to adopt a whole bunch of babies, which by the way, that's a topic we should discuss. Our black babies and girls are just being put in foster homes. They're not being adopted. They're left on the street. There's a lot. I just want to be political because we're on radio. But if it was one on one, I'll be clearer um, what I really want to say. But I know how you feel. I know how you feel. I know how you feel. You know, just being cognizant of where we are. Yeah. Go ahead, Sinet. I would say, I mean, no, it's fine. It's fine. I don't think that that is that far reaching or or our political. It. I'm not gonna even go with the wealth thing. It's the religion thing for me, mm-hmm. and and I've said it before, and and I don't mean to pick on anyone's religion, but this is glory to God, Hallelujah. She needs to step back. Step back. You're punishing people to force them to have children. Yes, we all know there are some people who have used abortion as birth control. Right. But that is not the majority of women. Right. And she is, un- that's unbelievable. When I saw that, my eyes couldn't roll for hard enough. Like, <laughs> just like, are you serious, woman? Are you serious, woman? But, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have my thoughts clear, so I'm not going to say anything else. But, She's wrong. She's wrong. And and I hope I hope she I hope she does realize that there are a bunch of people who will not be able to take care of these children and she needs to put her money where her mouth is and mm. help these people. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Someone else called their mic, go right ahead. Uh, it was it, ahead. it was me. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on guys. <clears throat> In all honesty, you know that there are arguments on both sides. So what she says, it, it doesn't mean anything to me. It, 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 to me, it just goes back to, as a woman, I have my right to do or say or whatever I want to do with my body. She has a right to say that. And I posted on IG companies that are going to pay I saw it. for their employees. But my auntie texted me back and she said, there's one thing I want you to think about. Most of these companies and most of the people that will have afforded this opportunity are middle class workers. It won't be the lower echelon of this society. And I didn't even really think about that until my auntie said that. Mm. It won't look like us either. So let me ask a question. So I'm looking at her post. And her post is from a religious standpoint because she quotes Psalm 139 verses 13 to 14. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Right now. You're right. She is entitled to her belief. She says she's a Christian. I call myself a Christian as well. But we have differences of opinions. And I'm going to respect hers, but I need her to respect mine as well. Right? There's nothing that says because we're Christians, we have to see eye to eye and agree. There's nothing that says that. But Kimberly Elise, let me ask you a question. 
How many children have you adopted? How many children have you fostered? How many children have you fed who are hungry? How many children have you clothed who are naked? How many children have you rescued from abuse? How many have you paid for their education to go through college? How many mothers have you put food on their tables? How many mothers have you helped to pay their light bill? How many mothers have you paid for therapy for them? Because they are suffering from trauma. Because... They suffered at the hands of a rapist or incest or whatever the situation. How many, but you're here going to put up a post. I've never seen her put up a post about anything of the sort. But you're going to put up a post. Millions of babies will be saved. Put your damn money where your mouth is. Yeah, you, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, people that think a certain way, like, you know, there, there are those that will say, like, okay like regardless of the situation abortion is wrong you know there are those that would say like um don't like if you come from certain countries like caribbean um certain um south american countries and, and you're used to disciplining your child a certain way you know you'll come into a system that will kind of bar you from disciplining your child and the the, the hypocrisy with that is that you know they'll say like do not hit your child or do not do this and the child is protected but when that child becomes an adult that same child is not protected from the police that's going to you know dish out 10 mm -hmm. times more than what a parent would do you know and and the reality is that the foster care and prison system is like a multi-billion dollar business combined and it's a business that is there to 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 um almost like like not kill but like just just damage people to a point where they can't they can't already function mm -hmm. like most people that come out of the foster care system they're not very fun it's like it's like the foster care system is like a breeding ground for prison pretty much so it, it's it's so it's like a business it's like okay we'll put them in the foster care system um you make you know, $200 a day per, per person. And then you're just preparing them for the prison system where you're going to make $400 per day per person. So it's like a business cycle. And people don't look at it like that. They just think that, okay, yeah, you know, bring the, the child into the world. Regardless, like if you can afford it, yes or no, we'll take care of it. We'll put them in the foster care system for you. And then we'll put them in the prison for you. And thank you very much. That's yeah, it. You know? no, you're right, James. You're absolutely right. Let me also add the educational piece. You know how they always connect third grade to the prison pipeline. Yes. Students that are getting those, um, getting in line for those <clears throat> third grade because they don't read because they're coming from foster care, young mothers, young low socioeconomic. This is about money and it's money based using us pretty much. You know, like I said, you could see what's going on with the money movements to the create the two social economic rich versus poor. So this is yet another system that is being set up to fuel that. You understand the kids are not going to come in, know how to read. They're not going to have support at home. They're not going to have parents showing up. So and then the school system again, where we live at going to look like a mini prison and then they're going to need security gosh and all of those feed into that one decisions so to to add to what um jim is saying that's the educational piece yeah yeah 
on the last comment i just think you're bad because charles gave you not one child after you fought so hard for your marriage let me tell you the internet is crazy there okay. one more comment and then we'll go on to the next story yeah you know you know what's interesting i i realized that since you know i moved out of jamaica um i know the numbers for for like say for um for canada in general like the 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 cost per prisoner per day and i'm like it's mind-blowing because the money that the government or whoever spend to house a, a prisoner per day like you could take this prisoner send them to jamaica put them up at sandals all-inclusive resort and still have change left over that's how much it costs that's how much it costs per prisoner per day like somewhere upwards of 200 dollars per day wow. per prisoner and, and and i'm saying that that's mind-blowing because like a middle-class person in 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 canada um to live in a nice community um to live comfortably you're looking at the same 200 dollars per day and that's what they're housing prisoners in like a box and i'm like that's <laughs> mind-blowing you know and you have to share the cell so <laughs> amazon and right aid limiting purchases of emergency contraception and this story comes to us courtesy of wsvn and cnn Amazon and some large drugstore chains began this week limiting purchases of emergency contraception to three pills per customer. Company representatives confirmed this to CNN. Amazon has temporary quantity limits of three units per week on emergency contraceptive pills, including Plan B, a representative for the company told CNN on Tuesday. Right Aid is also limiting purchases, and I know yesterday... On the Rosolo show, we did highlight CVS and Walgreens, if I'm not mistaken. Due to increased demand at this time, we are limiting purchases of Plan B contraceptive pills to three customers, said the senior manager of external communications for Right Aid. On Monday, CVS told CNN in an email that although CVS had ample supply of Plan B, and Aftera, two types of emergency contraception, the company was limiting purchases to three per customer to ensure equitable access and consistent supply on store shelves. On Tuesday, CVS removed those purchase limits, a company representative told CNN. Okay, so CVS says, buy them up, folks, buy them up. Immediately following the Supreme Court decision, we saw a sharp increase in the sale of emergency contraceptives and implemented a temporary purchase limit to ensure equitable access sales have since stabilized and we're in the process of removing the purchase limits which will take effect in store and on cvs.com over the next 24 hours um can i make a suggestion can they have um i said this the other day everything is on us the women it's our it's our responsibility not to get pregnant can we have birth control pills for men please because birth control pills alter our system. They affect our system. Some women gain weight, and no matter how they exercise, they can't lose the weight because they're on birth control. It messes up some women's menstrual cycle. It causes some women's breasts to get so enlarged. You'd think they had a, um, a breast implant. You'll see them as a cup, a, a B cup today and tomorrow they're a cup D. Can we please have men take birth control pills and that's a big fat no 
No, because we don't no, want no, no. Oh, oh, so no we, so no, we, we are the beast. Effects. So we are the beast of burden. So you want the man them to start have them side effects there? Man them start grow D cup and them Wait. thing there. No, that's not what I'm saying. Go ahead, Go ahead, Yes, How I want you to get the fat belly. Yes, and lose your hair. Hold, hold on, hold on, Dr. Daphne. Hold on. I think Sunette is trying to say something. Go ahead, Sunette. How about a vasectomy? You know something, Sunette? I thought about that, right? A vasectomy. Oh. But I said, you know something? That could be an option, but I think they need a pill that will do something to the sperm. Sterilize the no. sperm. You, you, it, know, you know what? You know what it sounds like. Better. It, one better. Go um, ahead, Sonette. Go ahead. An insertion. An insertion. I'll let you guys talk. One second. An insertion. Just like you know, we have an IUD now, so I don't have to take a pill every day. I wear uh, this little copper wire thing inside my body. Y'all can probably do the same thing if you don't want to have a snip. But I suggest a little snip here and there for people who've had children, or those who decide they don't want to have children. Don't have any accidents out there. Mm -hmm. I'm done speaking for now. Thank you, Sunet. I agree. That's a good suggestion. Have them, but they need something. Go ahead. I think Dr. Daphne and then Teflon. Go right ahead. Um, like the guys, you see how quickly they respond. No. Yeah. For the reason that we said they should, they don't want to have to deal with the side effects. I think they should, so they would see how it feels. I want them to get the belly, the boobs, the loss of hair, <laughs> and I want them drink a few inches so they will stop talking nonsense you know they they need to get involved in this because they're part of it too because when we get pregnant we carry it they see us pregnant and they're free you know once they open up their arm they say welcome the baby to the world that's all they they're done with the whole process until the child shows up i think men need to start getting involved in some of this process give them a pill or something snipping mm, that's a little permanent for me you know, I still want them to have the option if they want children they don't want, but they just need something temporarily like the rest of us women. <laughs> okay, Dr. Daphne, thank you. Go ahead, Teflon. No, no, I'm saying that. It, it, sound, it sounds like a tip, like a tip for type thing because when, when we mentioned, um, when, when, when someone mentioned SNP, he was like, no, 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 they need to, they need to go on birth control. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I don't know, you, you know, you know what I find here, like, back, back in the day, like, a couple of, a couple of decades ago, there was, n there was no talks of saying, oh, why can't men do this here? But in this day and age, yeah, it's like, they're trying to turn everything onto the, onto the mandem and it's like, I don't know if it just seems like a tip for tap thing, man. It's like you guys want us to experience what you guys are going through and all of that. You know what I mean? There's no need for that. There's no need for that. Okay. So Teflon, <laughs> here's the reason why we have to, we're taking that stance because unfortunately it's the men who are making decisions about the woman's body and have no clue what it's like to be a woman no clue but they're sitting up there on their high horses and dictating what should and should not happen with a woman's body so our answer is one of two things either you take self-control or you don't have sex with us we have sex toys we are good with that end of story pick your poison <laughs> nah nah don't listen don't don't, don't do that because all them sex I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I need a little bit more than toys. I'm sorry. I need exactly. a little bit more than toys. Exactly. 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 Right. They, they keep saying, well, oh, yeah, toys, 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 that. You know what I mean? But it's just not the same. You know, and, 
Yeah, I, I, I feel it, I feel it. I feel it. I totally understand. Don't get me wrong. I understand what you're saying. I do understand. And and uh, circles. No, I do not want men to be obsolete. My problem is the issue I'm having is that the men up there, these winkly men with their gobble necks who can no longer get a lift out of anything are here saying how it should be. Leave us alone. Leave us alone. Is so all hold I'm on asking moment. for. Yeah. Is there not women that are included in this? There decision? are because they're idiots. And probably past the age of having kids. And, that too. That I mean, too. Them, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I hear that. I, I hear that. And I, I, I totally disagree with the decision. You get me? I, I think it's foolishness what they've done in America. Like, and I'm, you know, God forbid it, it, it spreads anywhere else. But yeah, it's. It, I don't think necessarily that 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 is the answer to that. But I, I, I don't know, man. It's 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 a sticky one, man. Very sticky. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be real hard, man. Yeah, you know. Well, the, the, yeah, the world is changing really quick. There's so many laws and laws this, laws that, and it's just it's just getting ridiculous. Like it's like every every week here, there's there's something new. There's it's just getting ridiculous. It is. But my question and I, and I, is, and I, and I, and I, you want us to go on birth control? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I mean, oh my um, gosh! Sorry, go moment. Yes. Just a quick question: What is what is the basis on like they what are they what are they basing this decision on? What are they saying? Like we change the law because, like, what what are they say, what is their reasoning behind it? Or is there any reasoning behind it? Or they just say. Uh, that I, that a lot. Okay, Kel. So let's give you a little insight into the reason behind it, whether they want to admit it or not, right? But it's pretty much public knowledge. There is grave concern that the white population in, in the U.S. will be the minority within a few years. It's a grave concern because this country, remember, was left for the whites. Their ancestors came, found it, and they left it for the whites. The minority will be the majority. And even with this happening, they can't stop it. So the issue is they need to rebuild the white population. So gone are the days when they used to scoff at white women saying, oh, you have more than two children. When was the last time your feet saw the ground? Now they need them to lie on their backs and take what they need to take so they can build a population. It's all about but population. With, but but with, without uh, birth control, we're still going to outbreed them anyway. Exactly. So it doesn't make a difference. It's just going to be the ratio will be slightly different. But we're still going to outbreed them anyway. Because, exactly. you know what I mean, without, without birth control, oh Lord, we'll definitely outbreed them. <laughs> But that's that. That is the basis of the whole. And, and then, and then, even even when you have, if if you breed, if you breed up a, a white woman, that's still one that's, drop. Exactly. Say no One drop. Yeah. Right. There. One drop. One drop. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, but but you know what's coming next, right? One li little one drop. <laughs> what's coming next, uh, James? And I definitely have to keep it moving. What's yeah, coming you next? Know, you know, same sex is, is, is going to have to go hand in hand with, with um, the right to choose also because yes. those are the two things that would stop them from, from maintaining their numbers. Yep. You know, like, um, because mm -hmm. a lot of um, people who identify as, you know, transgender or, or gay or, or white, a lot of white people, 
Mm-hmm. So that's going to stop them from, from increasing. So they're going to try to... I don't know how that would make any sense, though, because, like, if if you if it's legal or illegal to get married and you're gay, you're still going to be gay. It's not like you're going to say, like, okay, it's illegal now. Let me go get some woman pregnant. Exactly. But they're going to try and do it <laughs> just the same. Exactly. Okay? All right. It's not just this. I know that was your last comment, but real quick. No, it's go not ahead. Just go the ahead. Marriage. It's not just the marriage. It's also gay sex. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the marriage. Yeah. There are cases that talk about sodomy. And so no sex between, um, no anal sex, and also no, ma- no gay marriage. And, and on top of that, birth control or so, any sort of contraception, that's also next on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. So. Welcome to the universe of multiple children. <sighs> Thank you, Sinead. In sports news, Serena Williams loses at Wimbledon in first match in a year. Aw. Serena Williams began and ended her comeback at Wimbledon after 364 days out of singles competition, looking very much like someone who had not competed in just that long. She missed a lot of shots, shook her head, and rolled her eyes. So sorry. So sorry for that. And now it is time for Caribbean Corner. Of course, of course, we still love her. We will not stop loving her, Sinet. So Scotiabank Barbados among 2022 best places to work in the Caribbean. Scotiabank Barbados has been recognized as one of the best workplaces in the region. The Barbados branch was certified as one of the best workplaces in the Caribbean, according to the 2022 list generated by the Great Place to Work Institute. This year's awards were given to companies who have been able to maintain an environment and culture of trust and sound practices to continue to overcome the challenges brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. Over the past year, Scotiabank continued to provide employees with key resources to support their total well-being, physical and mental health and career development. Most notably, in May, the bank expanded its parental leave benefits, thereby moving maternity leave from 15 weeks to 16 weeks, paternity leave from seven days to four weeks, and including adoption and gestational surrogacy. I can't talk today. Eligibility. Managing Director of Scotiabank Barbados, Suzette Armugan Shah, stated that the award gives a true representation of the bank from the employee perspective and we hop on over to jamaica the jamaican dollar strengthens on final monday in june the jamaican dollar strengthened by 32 cents on monday according to the bank of jamaica the dollar closed trading at 151 to 57 cents on the first trading day of the week after closing at 151.89 on friday the Canadian dollar closed at 116.85 from 118.40, and the British pound closed at 185.41 from 186.05. The local currency gained $3.32 against the U.S. counterpart since June 1st when it closed at 154.89. Still have a way to go, not satisfied with that yet. We need to get the dollar to strengthen. Also out of Jamaica Botanical Roads, why you should eat the OTT apple. 
scientifically known as Cisgium malassense, the OTT apple, also known as Malay apple, mountain apple, and rose apple, is a species of flowering tree native to Malaysia. Oh, so it did not originate in Jamaica, folks. It was introduced to, in Jamaica in 1793 and today is a treasured fruit in the island. Indeed, Jamaicans love their OTT apple for tasty and healthy reasons. A red fleshy fruit that is shaped similar to an American pear, the apple goes fast when in season. The best tasting ones are the ones with a deep purple coloration. It is commonly eaten raw, freshly picked from the tree, but is also regularly used to make a refreshing juice. Yes, the juice is refreshing. So, health benefits. Let's talk about those. The OTT apple contains flavonols, phenolic compounds, another word I can't pronounce, secretaripines, sequiterpenes, I got it, and some amounts of carotenoids, all of which act as antioxidants, which help to ward off the effects of several forms of cancer. With significant levels of vitamin A and C, the OTT apple helps to improve vision, promotes healthy hair, prevents the development of cataract, nourishes the skin, and boosts the immune system. The iron in the fruit helps to build strong bones while the high level of fiber is good for the digestive system of the body. The OTT apple is also used in the treatment of diabetes as it serves as a substitute for regular sugar. The sugar content in the fruit is low, but high enough to meet the needs of the body. Who knew all of that about our beautiful OTT apple, which originates from Malaysia? Good for you. I, I need some of those seeds. Anybody in Jamaica, you need to send me some of those seeds. Let me see if I can grow it in Texas. The next time I go home, hopefully it's in season. We have three of those trees in our home. Um, my mom buys them when they're, when, you know, the trees don't, they don't bloom all the time or produce fruit all the time now and again but i'll ask her next time to save the seeds for me i will ask her just for you javette i'm gonna do that yeah the ot to apple they don't grow everywhere though that that's one of the weird things about some fruits and vegetables there are certain fruits and vegetables that depend on the continent or wherever in the world like they don't grow like no matter what you do they'll never grow mm -hmm. and some true. of them some of them will grow but the, the yield will be like very minimal you know because you know when when i was in bermuda i realized people try to bring a lot of stuff from different places and it, it will grow and then you'll you'll heal like like one time and then the tree just dies after or it will just never heal any fruits yeah so yeah it depends but you know something i'm thinking it could do well in florida and here is why breadfruit is from asia as well and malaysia is a part of asia Breadfruit is here in um, South Florida, not too far from where I live in the Redlands. They do have um, breadfruit trees. So I'm thinking OTT apples should do well in South Florida. Um, the only thing with Texas, how are the winters in Texas, um, Javette? We get like one month of like really, really cold. But for the most part, it's warm. Okay. 
all right so should do well there too yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get the seeds and, and when when i get them out i've been trying to um get some ackee seeds to um root but i'm having a problem i don't know something i'm doing wrong okay we have ackee trees holy but down here in south florida too what what you yeah on? my friend from florida my friend from florida sent me some seeds i think what she made, has what, a tree let her do this instead instead of sending you the seed tell her i forgot the right name for the procedure right now anyone who knows what i'm about to describe please say it um let her put a plastic bag with soil or coconut husk around a branch and that will force it's, it's kind of like graving it will force that part of the tree to grow roots and then you'll see the roots growing through the in the plastic you'll see the roots form once that has happened she can cut that part of the the branch off and send that to you so you have a, a tree already okay i know what you're talking about yeah i know what you're yeah. talking about yeah. i've seen that forgot the term for it but yeah that's another way if the seeds are not working for you try that try it that way all right so this is the last store unfortunately we're not going to be able to do um believe it or not or entertainment news because time is upon us but this is just a ridiculous story and this one comes to us courtesy of jamaica star a man charged for being shirtless prosecutors at the kingston and st andrew parish court yesterday withdrew the case against a corporate area man who was arrested and charged for indecent exposure for not wearing a shirt chief parish judge chester crooks was left puzzled as to how the actions of the defendant richard smith landed him in court indecent exposure happens when a person intentionally shows his sexual organs in public however in the case of smith who pleaded guilty to the offense the charge came about because he dared to share his to bear his chest he told the court what happened okay i just come home from work and get a call from my girlfriend for me being that the time hot me never have on a shirt so me come outside for me same time a police see me outside and he asked me why I'm not having no shirt. So I said, I never know so you can't go outside without a shirt, Smith told the court. To be fair, I never knew that either, the chief judge interjected, evoking laughter. Smith said that he was told by the officer that he would be arrested for the offense. When he was taken to the police station and cautioned, he said, Officer, I never know so you're serious. Crooks instructed the prosecutor to make contact with the investigating officer to find out on what basis he arrived at the charge. To be fair, in all my years here, I have never heard or seen anything like that, the judge related. After the matter was stood down for more than two hours, prosecutors told Crooks that they would withdraw the matter against Smith, stating that there was nothing untoward about his actions. Mr. Smith? the matter is withdrawn against you you may go clearly this police officer had nothing to do where was this at in jamaica Kingston. oh lord <laughs> let me tell you something these police officers need some work clearly they don't have any work to do otherwise yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Dr. Daphne. We have too many people with bully tendencies, with badges and yes. cunts. Yeah. We are missing 
the true meaning of protect and served. <laughs> you create, ever come to a street, the cops are the ones that create the chaos and the disorderly behavior. So they block everything around. It's like we have too many of these people. We need to have mental check for police officers. It don't matter what color them are. They freaking crazy, man. He, you ruin. He, he wasted the, the man's time, wasted the time of the court. He, you know something. So you should take a paycheck. <laughs> man, put your shirts on. I don't know. Probably the man. Probably the man's chest. Probably his boobs were big, so he thought. I don't know. I really don't know. Go ahead, Teflon. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm saying, like, why? Why did he plead guilty in the first place? Because he was outside without a shirt on, and well, the officer said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." But yeah, but surely, surely, you must be able to challenge it. You can't. You can't plead guilty to, to things like that. You know what I mean? He's trying to challenge it. <laughs> but if the Teflon, if he had resist, right, and he could have gone, if he, the cops were simple enough to make something such a big deal, you have to understand the police officer mindset. I'm okay with the gentleman saying, because I don't have a shirt on. He said, I don't have a shirt on. I don't have a shirt. You understand what I'm saying? I think if he, he stayed calm throughout the whole process, that's why we're laughing about it. Because if a police officer driving, stop, got out of his car, to give men or arrest a man over a shirt. You don't know where that, that police officer is ready to go to. That's so true. That's let's true. not, you know, it's not no, the victim. Me, I don't care. Me personally, there's no way I'm pleading guilty to that. I'll, <laughs> I'll challenge it. I'll go to court and I'll, you know, I'll fight that. That's just, that's just nonsense. It is a big piece of nonsense. Quite, it is a big piece of nonsense. Really a big piece of nonsense. Here's a little bit more from Shade. Never as good No, talk about the story out of Latin America, the fire that killed 51 after apparent riot attempt at Columbia Prison. And we'll also talk about the Believe It or Not stories. Couple receives 25 years in prison for enslaving 
at least 42 people. Also, the California man says Ambien made him sexually assault a young girl during a Delta flight. Detroit mother facing slew of charges after blind three-year-old son was found in freezer. And coming up tomorrow as well in entertainment news, iHeartMedia and Charlemagne the God will team up for first ever Black Effect Podcast Festival. And Martin Lawrence says Martin Reboot is unlikely, but suggests a movie on Shanae's character. Tomorrow we also go live at 9am on Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester and Mount Vernon. just a moment with me there are three ways to ultimate success the first way is to be kind the second way is to be kind the third way is to be kind courtesy of mr rogers and john wooden said success is peace of mind which is a direct result of self-satisfaction in knowing you made the effort to become the best of which you are capable I want to say thank you to all the listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com. And of course, a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you were tuned in to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Today, it was all about hashtag WCW. Woman Crush Wednesday, and our artist was the one and only Sade. Here at Coffee and Toe, it's always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram Moments with Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. Also, don't forget to download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. If you want your love to grow, gotta stick together, hand in glove. Hold on, don't fight, hang on to your love. Heaven's name, why are you walking away? Hang on to your love. Tears run swift and 
Again, to all our listeners on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com, this is my time. Hope you enjoyed the music and the conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask that you please be safe and enjoy the rest of your day. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. And remember, we are also going to be live on Future FM 98.9. To reach for the light continually. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online twenty four seven. We 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 hope you enjoyed the show. Bye bye.